I remember I worked in a hotel many years ago and the GM wanted, you know, these ideas. He's like, well, what can we do ideas to retain employees, right? He wanted these things. And I said, well, do the employees get a chance to stay a night in the hotel? He said, no. I said, well, why don't you put that in their training that they get to spend one night in the hotel, bring them down for breakfast, and then they can start their training for the day or whatever it is. But they get an opportunity to experience what the hotel offers from a customer's perspective and then understand the value that goes into the service providing. Hello and welcome to At Your Service. I'm Tim Banks, the Acting Dean of the Business and Computer Systems Division here at Howard Community College. And today I'm excited about our guest. Our guest is an amazing individual that I had the pleasure of meeting at a group workshop several months ago, almost a year ago now. Her name is Wilka Nascimento, and she is a hospitality industry guru. She knows all the ins and outs about hospitality, and she has her finger on the pulse of what's going on in the industry. Wilka, welcome. Thank you so much, Tim. I'm super excited to be here today. It's an honor for me. Great. I'm happy that you're here with us. Now, like I said, we met almost a year ago, and we were working with the Anne Arundel Workforce Development and Howard County Workforce Development groups, and we had a chance to connect via LinkedIn, which is a great tool for networking. Wilka hosts an amazing podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Well, Tim, um, the podcast is basically a way that I decided to start because I wanted to, you know, check in and how people were navigating through the pandemic, through the challenges. And I bring, you know, new information from folks from actually around, you know, the globe right now, because we can set up right like a Zoom, like we're doing right now, a podcast and just record and talk about hospitality in their, you know, city or their market. Great. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey in hospitality. Wow, that journey has started quite a few years ago. I, you know, have uh, this amazing start back in Brazil. I went to hospitality school in my town, Cuiabá, Mato Grosso, um, which, you know, for me, my goal was to learn English coming to the U.S. And the only way I could come and practice English and actually be, you know, able to, you know, survive, it was to work. So I came as a J1 student twice. And that means that I was able to work during my vacation from school, my breaks. And then the third time I decided to come, I was a J1 also internship trainee and my hotel was in Annapolis. So long story short, I've been in the industry for now 15 years. I started at the front desk in Annapolis, but on my previous J1 experiences, I did do housekeeping. So I decided that I wanted to improve my English because I wanted to speak with people. And that one year, 
extremely intense year of lots of positive feedback and positive constructed feedback. I was able to get my feet, you know, out of in the water and actually be able to communicate with folks. So after that, I went to Baltimore and then I stayed in Baltimore for like about four years, working in hotels there, doing front desk, banquets, and then Baltimore became small. And then I decided to go to New York City. So <laughs> that was a, a big change as well. And I had to do a lot of adapting and, you know, being flexible with all of that goes on in New York. And after New York, after probably four years, I relocated to the West Coast. I got a position as a director of sales there in Santa Cruz. And it was a beautiful year. It was really intense, a different market, different vibe from New York, which I loved very much. And then, you know, again... I like to move around, right? I like to learn and improve myself and my skills. So I had an opportunity to come back to the East Coast and in New York again. So then my journey has been a lot of moving and being flexible and, you know, growing with the positions. So it's been great here in DC now for about uh, five years now. Great. Well, it sounds like hospitality has been a real gateway for you to not only come to this country, but to travel and experience things that a lot of folks don't get. You know, there's folks here that have, on the East Coast that have never been to the West Coast and vice versa. And that's huge that you've been able to do that in a short amount of time and grow your career as well. So in the podcast, and this is what, I, what I'm really interested in, what were some of the best practices or learnings that you took away from your guest and what they were telling you about how they navigated the pandemic, how that influenced their career moves and where they are today. I know you're still hosting your podcast now. So how has that conversation changed or shifted? Well, actually, that's a great question. And I was just in Mexico. I did did record a podcast with uh, this hotel general manager, Julian, which, you know, he was super amazing, um, giving me insights on the travel industry in Mexico, right? Because obviously, I have not worked the market yet. So... I was just curious as well, right? Like what is going on? What is the outlook and insights that people can provide me? So I think, you know, from here in the U.S. and, you know, we have very challenging times in terms of workforce and so forth, but also in Brazil and in Mexico as well. But, you know, I think is the attitude that people share and how they lead their teams. So the takeaway for me is really, you know, the inspiration these people share with me, how they inspire and how they lead their team, because it's definitely has changed how the way, you know, we do business in the hotels, outside of the hotels, in partnerships with others. So I think that's for me is like the incredible takeaways that I take from it. Great. That, that's awesome that you were able to experience so much learning from other hospitality professionals at the same time and branching out to different markets. You know, that's what it's all about. I had a conversation with one of our instructors yesterday, and she also has a travel agency that she manages. And she was telling me how the floodgates for travel are wide open right now, that people are returning to travel with abundance which is good to hear because travel industry is so vital to so many things, not just the experiential side, but the business side. 
just so many things happen that make travel a vital part of what the industry is doing and how we bounce back. So, Wilka, where do you see yourself in the next five years? <laughs> That's a great question, right? And I think it's like the most interesting question, especially, you know, for us that are here today. And actually, you know, it's so funny, like, because I talk to people every day and I ask the same question. I was like, you know, what is the plan for two years now, five years? And honestly, I think the best way that I live my life is... I want to live the present, right? Of course, I make plans personally. That doesn't, you know, stop me to make my own plans actually professionally. So I have been in DC now for five years. And I think, you know, Tim, like life, it's about you taking the opportunities and take those steps to make, you know, for you to see the opportunities in front of you. So Going back to answer this question, like, I don't know, in terms of maybe, you know, tomorrow we have an opportunity, incredible opportunity in Brazil where my family is, and I decided to take a chance. Mm -hmm. So I give myself that flexibility because, you know, being a foreign in the U.S. definitely has its ups and downs. Like I said, you know, my family is in Brazil. So I have been settled here in Washington, D.C. area for five years now. And I didn't plan for that, you know, but I think it's about being flexible and be willing to try different things. So as of right now, I'm with an organization, you know, they're based out of Amsterdam and who knows, maybe I'll be in Amsterdam working in Europe, um, you know, but I, I'm totally flexible and willing to try different things, different cultures. And I think, you know, having the knowledge also of different markets, it's what you know, gives me life and all my creativity. So I think the globe, the world, it's, it's small when you want to see it that way. And there is chances and opportunities for your professional career all over. You just need to be willing to try. You're right. I couldn't agree with you more. So if there was a bit of advice that you wanted to give someone thinking about going to school for hospitality management or event planning, what would that advice be? I think my first advice, and I tell this to everyone, all my colleagues, my friends, my family, is that you have to be seen, right? You have to be on the network where people know who you are, where people know what your goals are. So, you know, I think being connected is definitely played a major factor in my career. And through that, I use LinkedIn. So, you know, I think people starting in, in school, in hospitality, you know, that's how I started. And that's how, you know, the passion about sales came about. And, you know, I think the connection and developing really strong relationships are definitely the top of mind. And it, that doesn't matter if you are, you know, in operations or if you are, you know, a huge fan of, you know, travel, but like for a business, like you can be a travel advisor for an organization, a consulting company. So there's so many areas that you can explore going to hospitality school. And, you know, like I never thought, honestly, that I would be working in a hotel because my goal and when I started in hospitality back, you know, in Brazil, 
I was working in a travel agency to send people abroad, which, you know, that's how I'm here today because I got to learn about the business. But then I said, wait a minute, I need to actually experience, you know, going abroad and be become fluent in English so I can tell my customers that, hey, I've done this. It's amazing. You should do it, too. And this is why. So, you know, I think uh, really you have to, you find your passion, right? You have, like I had this teacher and actually I'm so connected with her to this day. She would give me rides uh, coming back from school because I didn't have a car and we were kind of neighbors. So one day she said, Wilka, what do you want to do? You want to be working in the hotel? And, you know, I said, you know, Rosanna, I want to be resource for people to learn, you know, that they can go abroad and they can come back to their country, but have a game plan, right? Like I had so many folks going to Australia to study, you know, a year of high school, for example. And then I had other folks that were from 20 to 30, they were going to Toronto to study English. So it's really like, for me, it was a venue to help people, their dreams become true. And it just happened that, you know, I landed this wonderful career here in the US, but I've worked, you know, really hard. I think that's the secret. You have to find your passion. And in hospitality school, you can find so many gateways, you know, to, to do that. Absolutely cannot agree more with you. I think I have a strong culinary background. So very much the same. People often think that, you know, when you say hotel or culinary, you automatically put people in a box of standing at a front desk or working at a kitchen when there's so many more dimensions to the industry that your skill sets can come into play. You never, ever know. It is definitely a place where opportunity is just abundant. If you're a math person, you can work in accounting in a hotel and have an amazing career as a controller or whatever it is. You can go so many directions within. And I like to think of hotels and resorts as these cities, right? These little cities that kind of function with all the aspects of everything that happened in life. If you can imagine it happening, it's happening there. So the industry is full of opportunities to go in many, many, many directions. And you have definitely capitalized on that in such a positive way. So my next question, Wilka, this is a little different spin. How are you doing with your Peloton? <laughs> Actually, I'm about to get to my 800 rides. So I am doing it. Believe me, you know, I think it's a way for you to... Yeah, it's like, I'm so excited to this day, right? It's been a year um, that I got the bike. And I think, you know, to answer this question, like in a different segment, but also sure. I think, you know, having the work-life balance for me to this day, it's really important, especially, you know, going through pandemic and all of the challenges that I've actually experienced in the hotel. You know, I, I'm going to tell you, I was working three, four hats and I'm like, I can come home and just be sad and, you know, cry because, you know, I miss people that I worked with or me seeing people or the challenges of not being able to be with my family or whatever it was. Right. So I decided to 
throw myself, you know, at the Peloton and do something good for myself and enjoy the music, right? Enjoy the classes and motivate myself. So I'm still going strong. I have this awesome, awesome, you know, friends that we compete, right? Of how many calories you spend this week and so forth. So I think that for me, it's another way to motivate myself as well that, you know, like I have to work out today, even though I don't feel like, but then after like, 10, 15 minutes that I'm in the class, I'm just feeling great. You know, I'm into the music, very much of those Latin rides. <laughs> so, you know, just very excited to be able to treat myself and keep my mind upbeat to the positive words also that those leaders, you know, those instructors are giving you because in the end of the day, it's your mindset, right? And we have the privilege, right, to go to a hospitality school. And I know it's really hard because I've done it, right? I had a full-time job. I went to school at night and everything was easy because, you know, I'm young, I have energy, but not so much, you know, when you are in your 30s. And I think of that mindset is like, well, how can I bring that will cup back right so that's my my work-life balance tip like you do what you need to do for yourself and allow yourself to level up right to bring you to the next step either professionally or in your personal life it's such critical advice that work-life balance is so important and that working in the industry experiencing being a customer as well is just as important as providing the service side. I remember I worked in a hotel many years ago and the GM wanted, you know, these ideas. He's like, well, what can we do ideas to retain employees, right? He wanted these things. And I said, well, do the employees get a chance to stay a night in the hotel? He said, no. I said, well, why don't you put that in their training that they get to spend one night in the hotel bring them down for breakfast, and then they can start their training for the day or whatever it is. But they get an opportunity to experience what the hotel offers from a customer's perspective, and then understand the value that goes into the service providing. That it makes sense that if you've you've never slept in a king bed before, and you, you've got that experience now, that you know when you're servicing that room or the AC in the room, or whatever it is that, that's associated with the customer experience, you now have that piece to take away. To sit in the dining room and eat is a big deal for some folks. So let the employee share in that. And he pondered on it. And I don't think he ever did it, but we had a great exchange just talking about it because you have to have that balance. You have to know both sides of the fence that when you're coming into an industry that is so service-driven, that you've got some piece of experience to bring with you as well as an expectation for guests. Okay, Wilka, well, you almost got me on the bike. I need to get the bike. I've been so lazy about getting the bike, but I'm going to break down and, and get a Peloton. I'm hopefully by summer. So by the next time, or before we talk again, I will definitely have a Peloton. So again, excellent, excellent. We, I appreciate you coming on today and sharing such rich information about your experience in the industry, the journey that you've taken. Those are huge steps, very lofty steps that you did. And one, just coming to the country and learning English, huge step and able to get into a career path that has been super rewarding for you. And you're so well connected. 
That's the other thing. And you talked about being connected and the importance of that. Those are such valuable things for students to hear or anyone seeking a career path change. You know, often people are stuck in a job and they hate it and they want to do something different. And they find out getting out from behind in the desk that service industry is perfect for them because they're around people, they're meeting folks, they're doing things, they're experiencing something different every day, which is one of the beauties of the hospitality industry that I actually enjoy the most is that you get to do different things all the time. So anything else for us today you wanna talk about? I'm happy to sit and share. I know you've got tons of things going on, so. Yeah, I appreciate that, you know, and you're truly like, it's it's an honor for me to be here. And I know sometimes, you know, even in school too, you're like, oh my God, you know, how I'm going to reach out to people and connect on LinkedIn. So I think uh, it's really easy for us to criticize ourselves, right? And, oh, I don't have anything to say. I don't know how to use LinkedIn. I don't know what to post, but the same thing you're feeling, other people feel the same way as well. So, you know, we have to be creative, right, in our industry. And I love what you said, you know, you were discussing with a hotelier before. Have you allowed your staff to stay and experience what you're offering customers? So I think to have that, you know, it's tremendous help. Because also you're going to be, you can tell people, right? One of the biggest things that I always said, oh, I need the shower to be amazing because, you know, if I'm washing my hair and the water pressure is bad, I'm not going to like that. So, you know, like, so you can really mm -hmm. experience and have that feedback to give to customers, right? Like I can tell you, you know, I just, like I said, you know, earlier, I did a podcast with an extremely amazing hotel general manager from Mexico, luxury hotel. And that was like my very first time staying with that brand in that particular location. And because, you know, I'm really budget conscious as well, right? And I was really thinking how why not have I tried this five-star hotel before? And really, you know, you got to indulge yourself sometimes, but the experience, the level of service that I had, oh my gosh, I'm like, totally, I can, you know, do that once a year for one night and I'll be happy, you know, moving forward. Mm -hmm. So I think having this experience and also, you know, to give kudos to that particular hotel general manager, Julian, like I said, to take the time of the day to come and meet me for 30 minutes in person to do a podcast, that's huge, right? And I think like we don't need to be shy because people will do that for you, right? I've had many conversations, you know, with different folks, CEOs and CMOs, you know, of a hotel and management companies, right? Mm -hmm. That people are people regardless of whatever position they have in their hotel or organization. So don't be shy, guys. Get with the program. You're in hospitality. Be out there. Be seen and connect. The most connections you have, the more the merrier, right? So I think that's my two cents for the day. Exactly. I think that whole networking and connectivity is so important. And just by, I think everyone should have a LinkedIn account, right? Especially students. And they should be targeting and strategically targeting and calculatedly targeting those people they want to work for. It's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong. That's what it's for, to get out there, get your face out there, get your name out there, look at the company profile, 
educate yourself about what they do, what their values are, what their mission is. All those things are so valuable when you're going into an interview situation. So if you're thinking about, oh, I want to work for Marriott, I want to work for Hilton, or I want to work for a cruise line, dig in deep and start connecting with those people early. Even as a student, you can reach out and let that profile become your calling card. Don't think of it as just a, a social media thing. This is really there to represent yourself in a way that is professional, that other professionals will see you and they will see th something in you that they see a value. It happens all the time that those connections are real. And I think people really need to take time, develop their profile, think about what they want to put up there and how they want to connect with the organizations that they want to be a part of. It's very feasible and very possible for them to do that. So I think we're just about out of time, but I want to again say thank you so much for joining me today with At Your Service. This is a podcast that we do monthly. We've had a few episodes now, so I think I'm getting in the groove of sorts. So it's, it's taken me some time to get to this point, but I'm definitely getting into groove and I'm looking forward to doing some more of these. So I do want to invite you to campus though. So when you get an opportunity, come on out. I want you to see Howard Community College and what we offer, what our facilities look like and all those things. So I've got one more question for you and I promise I'll let you go. Okay. And this question is a pretty simple one, but if you had an opportunity to open your own hotel, what would that look like? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm definitely all forward in the independent hotel because I'm very creative and I like to put my creativity out there. But, you know, I think also it really depends on each person, right? Like, what do you like to do? What, you know, some people like to follow brand standards, for example. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But I think a nice boutique hotel, you know, that would be my way to go. And actually back in my, you know, country in Brazil, we have this beautiful waterfalls it's called Chapada dos Guimarães and it's only a drive away from you know the city so it's really beautiful and I have been thinking a lot about it because you know in the end of the day you need to be near people that know who you are know you came from and you know for sure I think that would be an amazing experience but you know I'm not quite there yet I am enjoying my time here in the U.S. you know maybe for the retirement days you know ahead so that would be you know my focus. <laughs> my retirement plan was to open a bed and breakfast and that's what inspired me to go to culinary school a very long time ago was to open a bed and breakfast. As I've gone through my career the opportunity to do that is closer now than it was then, of course, but my mindset is so different. I've matured into a, a completely different person. So my goals for bed and breakfast, they've changed some, but that little seed is still there. It's still growing and, and doing its thing. So you never know. I could, you know, have some roadside bed and breakfast one day, you know, with my flag out, stop in and, and see what's cooking or something. So again, Thank you so much, Wilka. Always a pleasure to chat with you and enjoy time with you. This has been great. I'm Tim Banks with Etcher Service. Have a great afternoon. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Radio.